as I remember. Much, much more to relax. Yeah, and welcome to Racer's Alley here. I'm just uh, <laughs> lowering the subjects. I haven't been here in a while, and uh, boy, we're going to have a good show tonight. Uh, looks like we got the Wrecking Crew back, and uh, we got Wade Boyd in from Civil Culture Racer, uh, Milk Crate Brian, and uh, we have a special guest, Chuck, and we have Hawk Bazada calling in from. Uh, the Moto Camp, and uh, he has some very exciting news as far as a guest uh, instructor. So, anyways, welcome back to Racers Alley. Let me get my shit together, and uh, boy, oh boy, it's been a while that I've been on the air here, and um, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it's a little bit surely, we've got the show going, and uh, Milk Crate Brian will here, be here to spin tunes shortly. So, I'm just going to put on the submix again, but welcome to Mutiny Radio here at Racers Alley in the heart of the mission. Cheers. But symmetry is kind, in kind, and of thee, etc. Oh, you know how that goes. So adlibs are your chosen adventure, open to page 23, for your golden age, radio, ratio, egg drop pot soup chicken and hen and the road less traveled, for a timer which soft boils, toils, brings gizzards for Eddie or was that meatloaf, again, oh the horrors. Is it Saturday already? The brief on Halloween will likely be, well, um, oh, um, well it'll be a cup of tea balanced on a salt shaker, which in turn, is burrowed inside of a hat tucked under a mother's arm, or perhaps her man, or one in the same, from left side right up, it's a makeup world. Candied waiting rooms flicker the sky to look for it, and lose a sack of sweets once more, down a hatch, eat, or was that soap again? nailed it, the gobbled streets or, well, we'll just wait and see. 42 lines and so much said already, it's this time where we hit the pub, sub, send, spread, spectrum, drummed up and rolled in a machine. Okay, welcome back to Racers Alley, and I guess we just fixed a little bit of a feedback issue that I can hear, and I shut a window, blah, yar, yar. Anyhow, um... Yeah, welcome back to Meet New Radio here in the heart of the mission at uh, Racers Alley. We haven't been here in quite some time. We had a little bit of a, I guess, uh, change here with our web people and all that other stuff. So it ended up actually being a little, um, uh, how do you say, uh, off in a certain sense. Um, so, hold on. Uh, let me get one thing together, and Chuck, you'll be able to get on, but I'm still trying to work out the technical issues here in the house. But uh, maybe we have some music going on, and welcome to Racers Alley here at Meany Radio and Harley Mission. Yar! <laughs> so let's see if this actually works, and then we'll go from there. Do it. Mm -hmm. well. mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, let me do the submix, and then we'll get back together. <laughs> Higher levels are and okay so long as you've got the current seeds of change. But to dip out of it like a stick powder and expect your brain to work in moments towards the undoing of a what's being done with your chemical makeup, smackered on like a whore who likes sound of lifesavers gummed up alongside the bow of a shipyard belly full of rum, not like Alright, we got that fixed, I'm working on other stuff.
Welcome to Racers Alley here at Meany Radio in the heart of the mission. And uh, yeah, Racers Alley is getting back together and we got the uh, crew getting back in and I'm just trying to figure shit out and uh, enjoy some Billy Joel who actually our guest Chuck here is actually just vomiting over, but he's going to try and find something nice to watch or uh, listen to. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to Racers Alley here at Meany Radio. We'll be back on soon. Cheers. You might just as well be blind.
This is Milk Crate Brian on the Racers Alley Show on Mutiny Radio in the heart of the mission. Going to switch over to some good music now with some ZZ Top. Enjoy.
Yeah, sorry I didn't uh, mention the milk crate that I was going on. But uh, welcome back to Racer's Alley here in the heart of the mission. And uh, yeah, see, I'm hearing background noise, milk crate. So something's got to be on somewhere, which is very weird. Are you hearing it through me? No, I got my mic on, but I'm, I'm definitely hearing background uh, mic noise. Is that those over there? Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I can definitely hear it. Wow. Yeah, it's definitely a background noise. Interesting. What are those things? Those are our main levels. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Let me turn this down. Alright, must be a ghost. <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to Racers Alley here at Meany Radio in the heart of the mission. And we haven't been on for uh, a while. Uh, I guess you could say the studio's been having some changes. COVID's uh, always taken a toll. And um, uh, actually, uh, Pamtastic's been doing great as far as keeping Meany together. And uh, she has a whole bunch of shows nowadays. And I'm going to go over her whole list in the future. But that being said, um, welcome back to Races Alley here at Meany Radio in the Heart of Mission. Tonight, we're going to have our whole crew back. Uh, we got Milk Crate Brian uh, spinning the tunes. Uh, Wade Boyd from Subculture Racing is going to be talking about uh, racing back there. Uh, in the uh, just recently at the San Pedro Martin Hill Climb and the Baja International Tourist Cup, we got a uh, uh, unknown. Uh, what'd you call? Uh, let's see. The the um, remember that guy who always had the paper bag in the seventies, you know, over his head. Is that what? No, uh, the the unknown comic. So Chuck 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 will be the unknown comic. He showed up because he's off the grid, but. Yeah, he's going to have a different voice. That way the NSA can't find him or something. But uh, he's going to be here. We're going to talk about actually tires and stuff. And uh, that'll be very interesting because I've just read a, a bit about uh, Dave Moss actually doing some uh, tire tuning. Uh, actually, uh, it's interesting what he's doing with uh, tire uh, uh, exploration, I guess you could say. So uh, Chuck will be uh, here and we'll talk about that in a, in a little bit as well. And uh, like I said... Uh, Wait, boy, I might as well turn up the mic. So, you boys, uh, since you're talking, you might as well be heard. Uh, every every mic is on. Uh, welcome, Milk Crate. Welcome, Wade Boyd. Welcome, uh, Chuck. Hey, uh, hey, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Hi. hey, hey, hey. And uh, Chuck's just being silent. He's like Harvey the Rabbit. But uh, anyhow, um, yes. Hello. So, uh, hello. There he is. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's, it'll be a nice show. Uh, Hawk Mazada is going to call in. Uh, he does the uh, Moto Camp, the Backyard Burners, and... Uh, Boy, he's probably on round seven now. Uh, they had a good time, from what I hear, for the uh, uh, October 31st. They had a double points race, uh, Baron Spring Cranny, uh, trick-or-treating, and, you know, a costume contest. So it's always fun to have a, yeah. a thing like that. Always. And uh, great. Yeah, and, and Hawk Mazada's doing, uh, you know, just like uh, first, ri first Rides with Clay. I mean, it's all about teaching the children how to ride, which is very, very cool. So, uh you know, uh, I'll talk about that with Clay as well as first rides. But uh, very, very nice uh, for for them to actually go out there and, you know, have folks out there and uh, kids learn how to ride dirt bikes and stuff because we yeah. all have to learn somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> and nowadays, I mean, we don't have robo tracks and Bricks and Strattons anymore. Everyone will get busted. So you kind of got to go somewhere to do something. So really, really cool like that. But, uh, yeah, Hawk Mazzotto will uh, hopefully call in about 7 o'clock. 
And uh, he has some exciting news as far as uh, a new instructor and what's going to be happening for his, uh, you know, latest show. You know, as far as uh, also moto camps for kids, uh, firstrides.org, Clay just got a hold of me, and um, they're going to be having a uh, uh, December 4th will be their next run, uh, firstrides.org. And as you know, uh, they, they, they have a... a they teach kids how to ride who normally don't have a chance to uh, be able to do that. They have uh, uh, all their gear is donated for the children and that type of thing, and the bikes as well. So it's always nice. Um, they're a chartered service member of the AMA, so they're sanctioned and insured, which is actually really, really cool as well as far as being a, uh, you know, for kids to go out there, you know, if they can get their AMA card, yeah, which is uh, starting to be raising, you know. Anyways, um, yeah, so uh, they're going to have a new class. on uh, The next class is on December 4th uh, for firstrides.org. And uh, this time they're going to gear towards a little bit of uh, older students, uh, basically ages 12 through 17. So more of like a, a teens, you know. And as far as, you know, learning how to ride, you know, that's actually a good time to get your kids into riding rather than going to jail for doing stupid shit so uh yeah. really really good so uh yeah <laughs> my uncle gave me my bike around that age uh, dt175 so uh he says there are openings for the firstrides.org uh the next class is on uh, saturday december 4th uh apply to www.firstrides.org and uh, like I said, it's geared towards older students, uh, age 12 through 17. So very, very good time. Uh, like I said, you know, uh, Racers Alley is all about motorcycling, racing, all that stuff. But, you know, first rides in the Hawk Mazata Moto Camp are about training kids, you know, to love motorcycles. And hopefully they'll become racers, right? Yep. there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, wait, when did you start riding? Um, yeah. I, I saw it done... From the back of a gas tank. Yeah. So you'll be back behind handlebars. I, 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 we did everything. Yeah. And then they put me on a 650. And, um, I, my parents split up, so I spent 13 years dreaming of motorcycles. Yar. And then I got a mini bike, and and then I got a motorcycle a year after that. Um, fresh run in high school, I think. Um, okay. Yeah. We're yeah. teenage years. <laughs> yeah. So I got one when I really could need it. My mom asked me, think you'd be better off with a used bike? Fuck no. <laughs> no, this thing ran every time, all the time, until I, I fell over. And then I, I patched it, and I, <laughs> I learned how to ride, and, and then I learned how to work on it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I kind of learned with my moped, you know. Uh, Chuck, when did you start riding? Boy, I mean, you're at a, you, Chuck, uh, Chuck, uh, with, it's an old, uh, well, he's a AFM 250 uh, racer back in the old days when you had uh, 250 product, product bikes. Uh, they were the old school small bikes. Well, you're one of the, the only VTR. ones who ran a VTR. Um, which is very very rare one you know <laughs> one of the few yeah but it was a smaller chassis compared to the ex250 the ex250 was a noodle compared to the vtr chassis and even though i was down like seven horsepower on the other fast guys i could keep up with them i'm like just because the chassis it was just a but i thought we were going to talk about tires we are, but I'm just talking about riding bikes and trying to get you, like, uh, wondering who, you know, 
Who's oh, this no, other so, guy standing uh, in the I corner? Was, I was completely denied riding motorcycles as a child. My mother worked at a hospital. Oh, boy. So <laughs> she just was like, you're not going to get on motorcycles. And I moved out of San Francisco. And guess what? I had a motorcycle before an apartment. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, I don't know. That's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, I had Dad to move out. Pull you that know. on me, too. When I first started riding, he had a nurse friend, and he took me on this field trip to the hospital. He made me see all kinds of people laying in traction and stuff, but it backfired. Whoa. They were all in there for skiing and football. <laughs> yeah. Two things I'll never do. Uh, and so my mom said, you can play hockey, because it's safer than skiing. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And I played really? hockey for 45 years. So. Done or done. Whatever. Crashed everything that, that can be crashed. That gave you the gumption for, you know, being able to fall off a bike. Jeez. Hockey. Yeah. Give blood. Play hockey. <laughs> That's awesome. Right on, right it on. Is yeah. But it's awesome. But let's, let's get the tire talk because I got some new tire dates. Well, we will get into that in a little bit, you know, uh, I'm just getting the show together and, uh, you know, uh, it takes a little bit to get a little bit organized and I'm just uh, introducing all of you and uh, glad to have you all. Thank you for being here on Racers Alley. It's been quite some time, uh, boy, you know, as far as uh, being on the air and uh, yeah, uh, Race Mutiny Radio has its own changes lately as far as uh, getting the uh, computers and uh, website together. Um, streams got down, stumps got avoided, uh, or, uh, yeah. And so anyways, she's rebuilding the whole website. Uh, Pam does everything she can to help us out. And, uh, that's very, very important. I'm shutting all your mics off. And, uh, anyhow, so as far as Meet Any Radio goes now, she has a whole new schedule. Um, so, uh, as far as going on, uh, as usual on Mondays, she has her joke workshop at 6 PM and that's a good way to learn how to be a, a actual comedian. You know, if you, if you've never actually, uh, been in front of a mic or anything like that, you, you, you think you have some ideas, you can come here on Mondays and actually, uh, they have a joke workshop here at 6 PM. It's always good. I mean, Meet Any Radio runs off, runs off all voluntary funds. So I think we have a, uh, I'll ask Brian how to donate later. But anyhow, um, the joke workshop's cool. It starts at 6. You know, there's a few people here. They all have their own ideas, and uh, you all sit around and critique each other, which is kind of, kind of a hard way to do it. But if you've ever taken creative writing or an actor or any kind of weird shit like that, um, you gotta get, get, get you have to get used to being in front of people and then having them critique you. So it's really, really cool. On Monday, she has a joke, workstop, joke workshop at uh, 6 p.m., and uh, Mutiny Radio is at 21st in Florida, so um, she's working really, really hard right now to keep the uh, station going. COVID's actually hurt everything in every way. Uh, we have a lot of slots open. If you ever want to be like Racers Allen and have your own time and space, you know, just get a hold of us here at Mutiny Radio, uh, 415-550-0511. Also, you know, as far as the, uh, when the uh, COVID came no one was really doing anything. Uh, she started doing these outside shows. On Wednesday, she's outside at Asianto over here at uh, 21st and Bryant. Uh, great outdoor. Actually, uh, you know, they have all these parklets now. It's a really nice area. Uh, they actually have enough space to have a nice parklet and enjoy your space. Little lights and stuff, and the food's fucking awesome. And uh, so Asianto at 7.30, you know, Pam at uh, Meany Radio has her shows going, you know. Uh, outdoors as well so uh, we'll get back to that I, we have other shows to talk about what she does but uh, it's really really good right now she's working really really hard uh, to keep everything going 
uh, right now, interestingly enough, it's her first show uh, tonight. She's got Emperor Norton's over at Turk and Larkin. Uh, you boys know it. And uh, she's got a comedy show, uh, a new show added for her, uh, the comedians at 7 p.m. at Emperor Norton's at Turk and Larkin, which is really, really cool. Because um, right now she's branching out and trying to do everything she can to make people laugh. So it's always, always nice. That, you know, Pam runs Meetney Radio here, but... Uh, she always, always tries to branch out and, and, you know, bring comedy all over the city. So that's really, really cool. Yeah. So anyways, we're going to take a break here. Milk Creek's going to put some music on. And uh, I'll start to figure out what the rest of the show will be out. Cheers. <laughs> Milk Creek, what do we got going? Judas Priest. Yeah.
Back to Racers Alley here at Media Radio in the heart of the mission. Boy, oh boy, you know, like I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm glad Pamtastic, you know, uh, kept the place going while COVID was going on. She uh, actually saved our time slot for me for uh, well over a year and a half. I mean, we've been on and off, you know, we have our times off, but she loves uh, our show and she loves saving our time slots, so which is really, really awesome, you know. Uh, thanks, Pam, right? Yeah, all right, you are. Thanks, Pam. You are. And uh, so I got all the mics on, boys. But anyways, uh, very, very, <laughs> anyways, uh, so thanks, Pam, for uh, always helping us out. And uh, hopefully you have a great show tonight. Like I mentioned, uh, she is now doing a new show uh, with her, her crew at Emperor Norton's at 7 p.m. between uh, Turk and Larkin. Uh, actually, we know those boys. Uh, part of them uh, used to own vendors and such. So it's a great bar, Emperor Norton's. They have two, actually, levels, really, really spacious. I think they even have a shuffleboard place. Uh couch you could make out in the corner they uh, got a backyard a pool table yeah it's a really sick bar actually uh emperor got a norns <laughs> well, what what they got a backyard they got a backyard as well backyard yeah <laughs> yeah so and we know all them boys and girls and uh, yeah always support your local uh, establishments as well you know as, as right now it's kind of really hard and uh thanks for uh, actually going out there and uh, being out there and supporting any type of a restaurant or uh, food you got out there and uh, so really really nice to be out there and uh, support folks uh, live music live uh, uh, comedians anything like that yeah so anyhow uh, welcome back uh, to meet new radio at uh, and racers alley's going on so uh, we were just talking earlier uh, boy you know if you've heard the shows over the past uh, year for me or so um, I always talked about the San Matir uh, Hill Climb, San Pedro Matir Hill Climb over down south. Uh, Pedro Valdez Valdez uh, got me onto this years ago, and uh, we just talked on uh, Face of my Book and stuff. And uh, back then he had a hill climb, and I really, really wanted to do it for a second year, but uh, life got in the way. Um, boy, oh boy, you know, it turned into something really, really cool, and it ended up having uh, top caliber racers this last year uh well actually last month or this month what, what or, yeah november yeah right wade yeah. it was uh it was like yesterday wasn't yeah. it? wade boyd of subculture racing and uh and uh eric lindauer uh went down south to go do those races and uh wade boy uh have you ever been to mexico and traveled down that way before yeah about 30 years ago i did the cabo 1000 more than once and yeah i did it like three or four times and then we also did a dual-purpose ride that went over Mike Sky Ranch. And this actually, uh, we're at, uh, um, uh, I forgot the name. Anyhow, we rode it down uh, dual-purpose all over down to Mulahay and back. So I got a little experience down there. Yeah, I mean, uh, back in the old days, the Baja 1000 was kind of a, you know, uh, I guess what you would call here in California, you know, uh, just kind of a... a what do you call a, a hooligan race? You know, yeah. everyone went down there and just went. And uh, the bikes you had and the bikes I'd seen were actually, uh, uh, boy, you had uh, tanks on tanks. It was all about getting there and having gas to do it. Yeah, kind of. I, I learned that the first year I rode, I actually rode my RZ500 there. And <laughs> I, 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 I a found two-stroke. Yeah, hey, I down, I down 800 miles, and I run across a BMW. I'm like, how in the 
I'm doing 80 miles, constant 80 miles an hour. I never asked too much of my bike. And, ah, I, and I run into this guy who's got a BMW. So he's, it turns out he's going the same place I'm going and blah, blah, blah. He's got five extra gallons of gas. Whoa. <laughs> Follow that, dude. <laughs> yeah. So my 10 pit stops didn't hurt. You know, he, he took off. He finished. I, I didn't finish that year. I, so I came back. I put gas tanks on everything. Ever since then, we never had a rule. And Ray Roy always said, well, uh, don't you think we ought to have a rule? Everybody else got a rule. Oh, we don't, no, we don't need a rule. You will, uh, it'll self-level itself. <laughs> it, okay. it, it does. So we had, we, I had a buddy, Rich. Um, he built a bike, Honda 750. He had 30 gallons of gas. <gasps> yeah. That five miles, ten miles down, he fell over. The flying bomb. <laughs> it, 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 he needed help picking it up. <laughs> it's amazing gallons. it didn't blow up. <laughs> yeah, he said never again. I actually had 15, 17. I had a magic number. But so Ray made a one rule, the nine-gallon limit. Wah, wah. Wah, yeah. Uh, he, uh, he didn't want to carry anymore. But anyhow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyhow. Yeah, I've seen pictures, uh, you know, of the bikes over there. So uh, that being said, you know, they're very innovative. And, you know, boy, that's legendary stuff. Uh, used to be written about in a magazine back in the old days here uh, by publisher Halton called City Bike Magazine. And he was very keen and, uh, you know, always wrote about the, those great times. And, you know, that was that was really, really cool. Well, you know, uh, time's gone in a certain respect. So when Wade, did you do the ride to Mike Sky Ranch? When was that? First time you went up there? Uh, my ninety oh, something. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. They, I, hopefully they haven't paved the road. They have the most. No, no, they have not. I, I can assure you, I was there a Good. couple years ago, and there's an easy way in and a hard way in up past the observatory. <laughs> we, we we did the twenty mile ride yeah. in. Oh, it's beautiful. yeah. The hard way in is totally it's, worth it's it. It's beautiful. beautiful. You got to go through people's farmyards and stuff to get there yeah. at certain points. No way. So, <laughs> oh yeah. So this place I'm I'm, a lot of I'm staying at this new event is uh, can't, uh, Rancho Melning. And oh so, yes. So you go to Mike Sky Ranch, and then those guys come over to um, Camp Melning, and it's the same thing but different. It's uh, I got gotcha. you. Melning. We had such a great time. They got uh, like um, five sets of rooms and stuff. You could get a room if you want. And they got camping here, there, and everywhere. Um, they got a restaurant. We ate really good. What, we didn't have anything that you're 40 miles away from anything. Anything. Yeah. That food tastes real good at Mike's Sky Ranch yeah. after you rode in there the hard way, and it's the only yeah. thing you can we eat. We had such a good time there. That's what I mentioned on the show uh, before you all went. I mean, it was just like, get the food there because, I mean, Humping all that stuff in there, never word you're gonna break all your eggs. You know, it's just like yeah, yeah and, and, and for, for the price and everything, uh, Rancho Mailing, yeah, and uh, you love the place. Yeah, they had they had everything. You had kids, you had this. You awesome. Want, they want to play with this. You want to play with that. They got a whatever a court, whatever this or that. I mean, we're here to play with motorcycles. So it, the, the, the some of the guys had tire warmers, and they were used them to begin with. And and then you you ride you got to ride a thing half a mile up this dirt road, oops, but whatever. Um, no, just like Argentina, man. You know, it's just like yeah, you're out there in you know country. Yeah, it was it was a gorgeous place, gorgeous weather. 
It was actually a working farm. We were in the south side down into the cows. Nice. So it was a lot of fun. So Rancho Wei-Ling, uh, thank you again. Uh, we're, we're, I, was, I just uh, uh, texted uh, Pedro Valdez Valdez, and you met him, and uh, boy, yeah, I imagine he's a really cool dude. Yeah, he really is. He's got a family. He dreams of helping everybody do this, whatever he's doing it. We're the, we're the clowns doing it. So um, same thing right back. I'm really happy he's, <laughs> he's got that dream to do it. And he's doing it. He's, he's doing and, it. And more than one now. He's he's now he the, the the hill climb has been a thing for a bit. So let's split yeah. this up for a second, Wade. Um, say, how how was the hill climb? I mean, uh, it was great. They you you've four done, hill climbs. You, well, you've done the Alamante T, and you know uh, your pedigree is very very steep, so to speak. But you know, uh, besides the aisle, you actually went up over the other mountain, Pikes Peak. Pikes Peak and the other one. Remember yeah. they used to have one uh, here when we were kids. Uh, they used to have a town and you used to do a hill climb. Uh, they they closed it down in the city. Uh, there was a Mount Tamron. Well, no, there was here. a there was a hill climb before the Pike. There was a there was a separate oh, little oh, uh, Donner. It was a Donner Donner, Donner hill climb. Everyone so there was used Donner, to have fun. And there was also Hamilton. So back in the yeah. So I don't Uh, we used to run Hamilton, which was kind of scary because it's like 3,000 feet down. Like closer to your back. No, you're doing that on purpose, so the actual voice recognition. He's three. No, three's dead. Say hi. Anyway, we used to do a run up Hamilton. <laughs> He's four. Um, that we used to do. I'll just turn them up. On 7 a.m. on Saturday mornings. Yeah. <laughs> and you know Hamilton. Hamilton is not an easy road. Well, they got sand and there, there's different terrain and conditions. And it was like everywhere rain. else. They got everything. Right? Lots of rain. <laughs> and the TDM did really well up there. Um, well, that was the beginning of the, the cheater bikes. Is what I call it. You know, it was like everyone used to ride man's bikes, and then they started getting into all that shit. You know, everyone that runs the, these Husqvarna 70 things and all this stuff, you know, for 10 grand. Yeah, sure. Oh, this is way before the cheater bikes. <laughs> yes. No, they're great bikes. I've worked on a lot of them. No, they're fabulous. And uh, yeah, so that was that was the that was the run before. But they they did have a, a sanctioned run. I thought you and Roy ran on 99. There, there used to be a run before. It was a, it was a road race in a town. It wasn't a hill climb. I thought, okay, it was a road race? I thought we, it was yeah, a hill we climb. We did Hocrium. Hocrium, Washington. Little uh, tiny town. We that's did a, outside of Oklahoma. It's like just outside of Seattle. Something, yeah, yeah I know exactly where it is. <laughs> it's not a very nice road. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I still think there's something different, but we'll talk about that later. We're getting off the mark here. Yeah, we're so, anyways, about uh, San San Pedro Matur Hill Climb, uh, uh, you know, it was great that they were able to take care of you. You were sitting there, and it was normal, like, um, yeah, a rough pit is always the yeah. easiest way to put it. Yeah. So, so we, how how was the run? What did you run first? In what you know, how I, was it? I ran a, a single. Okay. And. So you, you blast off, you're going downhill, you got like four corners, a little straightaway, and then you got the creek crossing, whoa, there's no water, there's just dust, there's two little bumps, you 
I could barely get the front end off the ground, <laughs> but I, I got it off. So after that, the road it gets goes out is there's like three straightaways and in a bunch of corners, and it goes corners, corners, and then more straightaway. At what time did you elevate? I mean, so you were flat for a hair to warm um, things up, and then you started to go up, or were you gradually going you, the you, whole time you in a sense? Almost don't notice it. Yeah. Um, and then it ends. It was switch, ends with switchbacks, and the road never ends. There's a gate up there. You, you, we stop before the gate. It never ends. Well, we're used to that. Chip. Never, never, <laughs> never ends. Nice. Yeah. So another story. We tried to go to the observatory. There was an armed guard. We bought a ticket over there, and, and then they let us go. And then we ran across a, a, a rope. It says, "No, no, no. How come you guys couldn't say something like that before?" We bought, well, bought the tickets. It was hilarious. You don't have the armed guard tax, dude. <laughs> yeah. given extra, so that you know. was 18 clicks past where we were. <laughs> we never saw the end of the road. We never saw anything. But it was great being, being there. There was uh, 20 people riding. Okay. Uh, three cars. And we all wow. had a great time. They're a little... They're doing the, um, the timing by clocks and this and that. And they do a flag start. There's no spectators. Well, there were spectators down in the creek. I take that back. It, they were jumping around. It was great. And then there's a couple of turn workers here, there, and stuff. They got radios and stuff. It's it's really growing, and so everybody that did is going to come back next year with friends, and so it's going to probably have like you know 40 people. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely plan on being there next year. And yeah, it was like I always dreamed of having a mines road, you know, down from there to the junction. That's 50 miles. You know, yeah. and that's got everything that you need. Yeah. You know, and I always thought that would be a great fucking race course. You yeah. know, I mean, I doubt we'll ever have that happen unless I yeah. buy that whole area of land. But uh, yeah. you never know. I can write yeah. a check. But cool. <laughs> this so, to uh, totally works. It's it's closed. There was there was actually I, I take it back. There's like three ranches. They were paid off. Blah blah blah. But there's radios and stuff, and there was one time when a truck, or a truck on the road, and so we stopped racing until the truck got off the road. We had to, nice, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, it's very important, and, and the fact that they had mm -hmm. that uh, awareness and the safety involved makes a big deal, you know. And uh, I, I hear everyone had a great time, got out fine, you yeah. know. And yeah, that's 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 awesome. So, uh, as far as the San Pedro Mateo Hill Climb, uh, what was the weather like? It was absolutely perfect. There's there's no clouds down in Mexico. There wasn't, the whole time <laughs> I was there, no clouds. It's absolutely, perfectly shiny blue. Yeah, yeah. Day and night. All right, awesome. So uh, It was a million stars. It was great. That's, that's, that is great. And, uh, you know, uh, thank you, you know, Pedro, Pedro Valdez Valdez. Uh, boy. You know, I, I would have loved to have met him, and I'm glad you did. And, you know, it sounds like it was a great, great time, you know, and uh, it's just going to yeah. grow and grow because yeah. uh, it, the, the list that the racers who were there uh, all have, you know, they all have pedigrees. And the, the, the novices, you know, are going to go back, and they have pedigrees now. And they go, yeah. bitches, I've been racing in Mexico. <laughs> you know, I was like, they're going to go back. Yeah. We had 400. Yeah, the, the, the racers, there were, there were some novice racers there, and they're going to go home, and, you know, they are now road racers. Yeah. There's a whole and, different story. And you're an international. 
for road racing. Exactly. You know, so uh, one of these days, uh, I'll get the uh, 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 final roster, and we'll get this over, and I'll, I'll mention it all in the air. But, uh, yeah, that's true. You know, proud for all the racers that actually went out there and uh, accomplished and uh, got yeah. home safe yeah. and, uh, you know, the whole organization. Um, going up the hill, somebody crashed every time we went up the hill. Uh, but it was just did. a little oops. Uh, it pretty much almost everybody got their bike together and finished the race. Awesome. There was two guys that didn't, uh, Crispin and James. But we went to the road race, and we fixed those bikes, and they raced the road race and finished. All right. Uh, in our next segment, we're going to talk about the road race. Right now, we're talking about the hill climb. Yeah. But we are, we are. I'm glad everyone did really, really well. And uh, we're going to take a little short break here before we get a phone call in about four minutes, maybe from Hawk Mazada and uh, his motor camp. So uh, I guess, uh, Milk Crate, what do we got going? What's that silver thing over there? Boy, uh, he has an that's album. That's the newer Slow Dive album. We'll probably have that on second. Okay. And we've got queued up uh, Third Uncle by Brian Eno. Yar, yar. Thanks, Milk Crate. Yeah. Great to have you again. I'm going to go with a double thumbs up for the Brian Eno. <laughs> and uh, thank you for uh, being here at Meeting Radio, Heart of the Mission. Yar, yar. Racers Alley, rock on.
Hey, Hawk, you on the air? I am. Hey, sorry. Uh, yeah, I walked across the street to get the beer. I figured they just put you on the air and ask you some questions. Sorry about that. But uh, anyways. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> we got Anchor Steam because they ran out of we. I guess we took all the Lagunitas away. But uh, anyways, we have uh, Wade Boyd, Subculture Racing here. Uh, Chuck, uh, AFM racer back in the old days, ran a... 250 production uh, into Sydney VTR. And uh, Milk Crate Brian here is doing our tunes. He is actually also part of the crew and uh, Wrecking Crew, and he's usually part of the Dirtbag Challenge and actually creates his own bikes, which is really, really cool. Yar. But uh, Hawk, it's great to hear from you again. It's always nice to hear you calling in. Yar. How are you? Thanks, guys. Thanks thanks for having me. Oh, awesome. All is good on this end of life. How about you guys? How's everything in San Francisco? Everything's doing great. Wade just got back from racing in Mexico, a uh, subculture race, and went down to race a San Pedro Martir Hill Climb in the Baja International Tourist, Club, uh, Tourist Cup. Uh, Eric Lindauer oh, went no down way. as well. Yeah, and uh, we, there's a whole list of names you would actually recognize. Uh, you can look it up on the Facebook book we're all on. But uh, yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a there was a good number of uh, folks out there with uh, pedigrees uh, here and there. And uh, uh, like Wade said, I think everyone had a great time, right, Wade? Yep, sure did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but, uh, I know um, I caught Mark Miller was out there, and and um, yeah. What did, yeah, how, so how did everything go? What did you race? And I, I just caught a bit of it. It seemed pretty yeah. awesome. He raced a, a pro and he set a new record at uh, 14.30. Um, I entered the, nice. the, the over 50s class on a single because I was spying on really? everybody in, in the class and everything. And <laughs> and actually, I won it. I won my class. Good for you. Are. Right yeah. on, Wade. Yeah, it was great. Nice. <laughs> but but that, that, one, that, road, cool. that road screams for a 1,000. Yeah, you just got to get yeah. out there and run it. Yeah. yeah There's straightaways. You, uh, some guy passed me. I, yeah, he was working the corners. Yeah, I worked him as good as I could. I can't make up. The distance, and he got away. I, I didn't see him. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he just squirts away from there. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, obviously it was a great time. So, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Congrats. That's super neat. So, Hawk, you know, I hear that you have some very exciting news. I mean, first of all, for my listeners, that uh, our show has been kind of on and off and kind of sketchy for the past times you came on and off, which – which is fine by me because, yeah. Anyhow, um, please explain to our listeners um, what you what you do, what you're up to. Let's start over here for again, and then uh, give us some of that that exciting news. Yeah, so uh, we're up here in Northern California in uh, the huge, huge town of five thousand in Cottonwood, and uh, we're we are because uh, most people don't know where that is. We're just below Reading. And here at Hawkins Automoto Camp on Wild Heart Ranch, we uh, teach students of almost all ages and um, skill levels how to ride motorcycles. And um, we really start from ages three and up, and we go up to the age of wow. if you are healthy enough to do it, then we will we will entertain it. And um, cool. we have bikes to rent. We teach on, typically we teach on um, little XR100s or TTR125s. And okay. we have 50s, 110s. We have a fleet to uh, help you out if you don't have a motorcycle. And um, 
and, you know, we'll work with, with, again, kids who've never ridden or adults who've never ridden to um, seasoned pros that are riding or racing dirt track or road racing or supermoto motocross. And um, we get out here at the ranch and we train on flat tracks and TT tracks and mini moto tracks, or we go just 15 down, minutes down the road. We've got a beautiful um, go-kart track that, wow. that we will train road race style or super motor style. So it's a, yeah, it really is a camp and uh, that's, that's really, really great. I mean, somehow across, uh, you know, uh, last few uh, times we've talked, I, I didn't know you had a fleet that you can rent and such. That being said, I mean, uh, do the folks, uh, should they have their own gear before they show up? Yeah, we, we've got gear as well. So if, if you don't ride motorcycles, but you want to, you can show up here and we will have a, a rental bike as well as helmet, uh, a full kit. And um, you're, you're just sort of a, a ride and ride situation if need be. And we're, we, we've been working on building the, <clears throat> the cache of gear um, and the fleet of bikes. And we've actually uh, sort of scaled back on that as right now we're uh, coming into the new year and uh, working with several manufacturers. Hopefully one here soon um, will be backed by a, a manufacturer um, with one solid, beautiful fleet of, of bikes and um, versus a rainbow fleet, which is fine. But, yes. you know, hopefully we'll have. Uh, one one manufacturer back in the camp. We just got. Uh, it's called Just One. Um, that's a um, brand of helmets, gloves, um, jerseys, and pants. They are backing the camp now for 2022. So we'll have really nice quality gear, um, really nice helmets, which is important. Uh, they are the manufacturer for several name brands out of Italy, um, and so it's it's. We're trying to get that point. We're two years in, and we're trying to get much more, you know, high end and and backed by um, some big companies who have good product. And um, we're getting there. We got some neat things planned for for next year. Well, you know what's great. I mean, everything starts. You know, you got to start somewhere, and it's a work in progress. And the fact that now you're two years in. You know, it's, you know, things start to get word of mouth and you got to remember the last year and a half were pure shit, you know? So the fact that, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can actually do something and, and, and create and yeah. still have the momentum is, is great. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, this is also great for, you know, the children as well. And uh, I like the fact that you start at three, uh, you know, years old and go on up. I mean, which is really, really great. And you do have a camp there, which is really awesome as well. So um, obviously, you know, it's almost like going to, you know, music school where you can start and then you can excel. And with your, you know, as you excel, you can actually utilize more of the, the, the area, you know. And it sounds like, uh, yeah, you can definitely go down there and go, go in circles a little faster than XR100s, which are always heard was pretty yeah cool, yeah you know? thank you no it's it's been it's been a fun fun uh, process uh it's actually happened quite quick and that um you know we're we're to the point now where uh, we've got to really i didn't i didn't want to put the cart before the horse you know if you will it was sort of like well let's just start off small and uh, like we spoke over the past i guess over a year now of of started sort of as an idea and a passion um, and be able to give information to others that I've learned over the years. Now it's full blown business. And, um, you know, whether it be 
the adults or beginners or kids or pros who love it all. Um, but really, it's honestly turned into being known for the kids' priority. And, and it's awesome because that's where it starts. If I know for myself, and maybe you guys too, probably most all of us, you know, uh, especially as you get back in the day, it was sort of like, go figure it out on your own. Yeah, you know, exactly. A, we were just talking clap, about that earlier. Motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, and here's a open face helmet that's five sizes too big, and go do it. Now yeah, it's it didn't like have helmet laws when I, when I went out there, but yeah, it, yeah, exactly. So it's neat being able to, at, at the start, give these kids the foundation mainly with safety. You know, it's really quite a, it's sort of like comparable, in my opinion, to to gun safety of teaching a, a, a young child um, how to shoot a gun. There's a lot that goes with it. It's a, it's a potentially dangerous thing. And with a twist of wrist, you can get in trouble quick. And so to teach them from a young age the foundation of, of safety and um, establishing that, then, you know, it'll stay a, a hobby a lot longer for them or some are pursuing it these days from a very young age as a career and parents are backing it so well, you know, we're, if you we're, want to be competitive we were just you talking start to, young and exactly we were just talking earlier i mean um you do have to start young and we all kind of started young to a certain age here i mean uh we were just talking about that and uh the fact that you're able to uh have that facility to train and also uh nowadays i mean uh what's the best way to get a hold of and uh join your camp and uh you know when, um, when, when's when's your next uh actual what's your availability I, I, aren't you having like a number eight in the uh uh the series yeah right we've so this this coming weekend um saturday we have a kids camp coming up and that is from eight in the morning to 11 and you can sign up well we've kept it pretty basic for people to where Social media, word of mouth, and the website. And the website is, unfortunately, but it, it, it's under construction um, right now, but there is still information on it. So 8 to 11, you can go to hawkmazadamotocamp.com or social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram, and just message me, call me, text me, say, hey, here's what I've got. Here's um, a child this age. We want them in. And uh, we keep it pretty old school to get people in and then Sunday is the round six of six. It's the last race of the season, our backyard burner. Okay. And these are just an absolute blast. They're, yeah. Um, I did, was the uh, Halloween special adult. fun? Uh, I heard, uh, you know, you had yeah. uh, costumes and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great time. We had, we had a lot of people dressed up. Um, a lot of the racers were dressed up and kids. And uh, we had a costume contest. And I think Gizmo from the Gremlins won. It was pretty awesome. Um, I actually ended up jumping out there and racing the the open class on my 100. And um, I was, for the first time in my life, battling with a, a, a guy, Casey Stewart, who's going to be one of my instructors, very good rider, who is in a full uh, blow-up costume of a squirrel. And I was getting slapped in the face by his tail <laughs> going through turns, and he had his squirrel nuts over the handlebars i mean just yeah, yeah. <laughs> good old backyard burner fun exactly and you know i, I the reason i mentioned that because i mean i want the listeners to know that i mean 
you do the backyard burners, it's more than just going and, and going in circles. Because you mentioned before, sometimes you want to, uh, you know, there's something for the moms and dads. And there's, you know, there's something for everyone there to keep everyone entertained. And it's basically a whole weekend of fun. You know, it's, it's just not sitting out there training, going in circles like a track day. You know, it's, it's more of an right. event, right? <laughs> it's an event. It's a it, full, full event from the, now now we have the basic races, which are, the little electric bikes. So these are for the little guys. I mean, these, these little rascals show up. They're like two, three years old. We have the electric races, and then we have the actual motorcycles from 50cc up through adults. You know, we got the big guys on little bikes. We have the women's class. And this this event, we have a mom's race. So all these rad moms out there who are supporting <laughs> all the kids, double, doing double duty, We've got the moms who get to get out there on the kids' bikes and race. We'll have trophies for top three for everybody. We'll have, we'll have a little uh, little jackpot, little money to be made back, and um, DJ, food trucks. It's a, yeah, it's a full-blown, fun tailgating event for the family. Exactly. You know, I've seen before that, you, you know, you've had uh, local, uh, you know, uh, folks from around the butchers and stuff like that, you know, actually sponsor you yeah. uh, at one point. Uh, it's a, yeah. So anyhow, it's like, a, let's see, there will be a food truck, DJ Carrie Davis at one point, And then, uh, yeah, yep. it's like a, you've, you've had some Kent's meats and groceries and uh, yeah. So it's really, really nice that uh, the community gets in there as well. And, you know, it sounds like a great time and, you know, it's, it's, that's that's kind of one thing I wanted to bring out in, in in the show today was it's it's not just like, you know, showing up with your kid and doing something. It's like uh, showing up with the family and everyone gets to partake, you know, which which is really that's cool. the goal. Yeah, we're trying to make it uh, fun for everybody, community thing, and uh, with like you guys, you know, COVID's been just a, <laughs> a little bit crew. of a challenge, but now, especially in our area. Everyone's getting pretty over it. We're being conscious of things, but like get on with life and we're outdoors and everyone's, you know, smiling, bringing families together. And, um, it's, it's rad. It's great to see. And we got, uh, 2022, we're going big time. We got a, a new track I'm punching in, um, full blown kids motocross track, motocross series, you are. <laughs> um, backyard burner series. That's- we'll have summer camps for kids that are, and adults that are that are week long and weekend long pro camps and um, and we're going racing. I'm going. I got a. I'm racing for a, a Noaski Extreme Performance for uh, awesome in the Moto America Bagger Series next year. So we'll see how that goes. You're gonna run the baggers. What? Yeah, yeah. I am. So what, 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 what are you gonna run? <laughs> You're running a bag. I'm running a big old pig, and uh, never yeah. done it, but uh, <laughs> I'm excited. We're gonna go. Actually, uh, I'm flying out oh day after Thanksgiving to Alabama to That's to test, awesome. and um, you know, hopefully we can figure the bike out, and uh, we'll be ready for Sonoma in December for the Bagger cool. Racing Series, Bagger Racing League, and then Moto America next year. That's, so, that's awesome. Are you going to be out there with uh, SDK? Because SDK kind of killed the baggers this year. What's that? Sorry, it's hard uh, to hear you. Uh, Sean Dylan Kelly. Are you so gonna... I, I don't. I think that Sean Dylan Kelly is going Moto Two next year. Nice. Oh really? I thought he was staying. Yeah, I believe with... he he uh, winning that championship will be Moto Two next year. Um, 
that's my understanding, but but we've got a <laughs> a pretty stacked field. I I, I believe that um, baggers have really gained some attention to the fact of you know we've got Ben Bostrom back. Truly, Kyle O'Hara and and Ben's Frankie Garcia, Andrew Lee. It's turning into a a full blown you know, Indian and Harley factory show. So it turned into a thing. It really did. I mean, it, it's it, a it, thing. And, and we needed it, you know, some, it it's, it's kind of ludicrous, but it ain't, you know, it was like, uh, was you like, gotta go fast yeah. and you know, racers are racers and you race anything you get. I'd tell, I'd race one if you gave me one. No problem. So that's awesome. You know, Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, you gotta definitely keep us posted on that. That's, oh, that's, that's really, yeah. really neat. I'll let you guys know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Like, and we got, Speaking of, of baggers and Bostroms, this this uh, weekend we have Eric Bostrom will be out here with us at the at the backyard burner um, wow. racing his TTR 125, and um, he's an instructor <laughs> uh, for 2022 and is work partnered up with me and so neat stuff happening there with Eric. That is that is wonderful news and uh, yeah I think uh, you know. Uh, if anything, things will just get uh, better and better with that news, and uh, that's, that's the I, hope. You know, it's just more and more talent just is concentrated in one place, and uh, with all those uh, courses and uh, levels, it, it's it's. I can't see anything but just happiness on that one, man. <laughs> you right? Know. Yeah, it is. It's hard to not have anything but but smiles and laughs, and you got a bunch of people on mini bikes with. Um, with uh, everything you need, food and drinks and everything else, music, it's pretty awesome. It's cool. We got to still, I got to, first of all, I got to get San Fran to meet you guys and get you up here to the race. Well, I got to find a kid to take down there. My friend Freddie, we were talking, and I sent actually a couple of people your way, and we'll see it. If they go down and take your kid, I'll definitely go down and uh, enjoy that fun times. But, uh, yeah. I'd love to have you guys. Right on, Hawk, and uh, thank you for calling in. Right and, guys. Uh, yeah, thank you for being patient earlier while I was getting a six-pack. That was very kind of you. <laughs> so I owe you up here next time I see you. And boys, you have anything to say to Hawk? No, just keep on doing the good for the kids, man. We're all proud of you. Right yeah. on, right yeah. on. Yes, right sir. On. Thank you, guys. I, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, thank you very much. We'll chat soon. Exactly. We'll chat soon. Be safe, brother. And, uh, Thanks, guys. of Cheers. course, uh, have a great weekend. Cheers. <laughs> you too. Thank you. Cheers. Right on, right on. That was Hawk Mazzotta and uh, his uh, moto camp. And, uh, boy, they got a lot of really, really great things happening. And, uh, obviously, new tracks going on. And, uh, like he mentioned earlier, they're going to have a great weekend coming up soon. And it's like it's a family event. So, uh, obviously, uh, go out there, give them a holler, and uh, have a great time going out doing that. Anyhow, uh, let's take a little bit break for a second. And, uh, Milk Crate, what do we got going? Uh, we got one for our dear friend Robbie from Frank Zappica. Yar. You didn't try and call me. <laughs> right on. Thanks. Right on. Cheers. Are you talking about Robbie Marcus? Robbie, Robbie, Robbie Mototai guy. He passed. Yar. Robbie right? Uh, cheers to Robbie. Yar. Yeah. We, we miss him every day. Sleep it all. I'll stay home on Friday. 
All right. Well, anyways, so I'm talking, and we're at 7.32. I should be talking at 7.30. Who the fuck knows? And I don't know why I said that. But anyhow, uh, yeah, so Chuck's here, and we're talking earlier. was like, all right, Chuck, what do we want to do? He's like, let's talk about some tires. I want to talk about tires, man. Right? Let's talk about tires. Yeah. And, like, the crazy shit that people are doing, running, like, super low pressures. Well, that, that, yeah. uh, You know, where I've come from, it's like, you take your temperature when you get off your hot lap. If it's (laughs) over 140, then you need to, like, go up pound, pound and a half. If it's below 140, you may need to drop it. And now I hear people are running, like, Yeah, that's that's always been a thing. I mean, Wade. I mean, I remember when when you ran the uh, uh, the Urban Moto R one a million years ago. They uh, they they uh, asked you to run a very uh, lower pressure, as well. I mean, no, it was that. Uh, it was a couple of years later. Uh, if you have tire warmers and and you do the whole process, you run the slicks. You can get away with running. I ran twenty six. Gotcha. Um, boy, boy, boys, get a little closer to your mics, please. Like that way we don't get all this, like, uh, echo. Actually, it won't matter because... <laughs> what was it? <laughs> really. Dunlop slicks. No, I think they were on Messler. But anyhow, so... With, with tracks, which you can get away with, with street tires, no fucking way. I can't get away with, with 26. Yeah, when you come back, it's yeah, scary. Yeah, you gotta so. get them up, right? Uh, well, you just gotta yeah. get them up. So, yeah. Um, I didn't know we were on. <laughs> what do you mean? Are we on? Oh, no, no. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 we've been talking for a while. We were talking we're for a while. Yeah, we were actually talking about tires. For we're talking about tires. The yeah. whole point yeah. of the co-op. The oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're back on the air, Wade. <laughs> oh, okay. Welcome to right. World, Wade. Uh, we're talking about tires. Where's your fun meter at? Is it in the green or the red? It's, it's, green, it's red. But, yeah, I mean, before tire warmers, it was a thing. I mean, uh, you know, I ran the K591s in the old Metsu. You know, we all kind of grew up in the same area in the era and the... 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever. But anyhow, I mean, this was before the tire warmer era, you oh, know. And, the, and now it's it's different, and it, it is very uncomfortable for me to have them say, "Put 24 pounds in your in your tire." You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's a, a super motard tire. Well, tire. apparently there's a new generation, and uh, like we were talking, I mean. Chuck, the whole idea of this conversation was, I uh, mean, uh, yeah, what's up with these new tire and tire pressures? And I was mentioning earlier, I would really like to uh, get Dave Moss on this show next show because he was talking earlier on the Facebook book. He has his own show as Dave Moss Tuning and such. And uh, just recently, he put two chalk marks on one of his uh, track day bikes. And he went out, and sure enough, they moved. And it was just like, oh, yeah, I, I, I've never had that issue you know, I mean, but, I mean, geez, I mean, when was that, Alex? 20 years ago? Okay, well, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, it's been a long time since I put power to the ground in a severe way. But I just cannot imagine that every tire would be doing that. I mean, there, 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 there would be serious complications or, you know, yeah. or if everything did that on every tire, yeah. you know. And, you know, they, they were talking about earlier, like, 
you put uh, some some of the folks used to put um, hairspray or other folks did thing I mean, Robbie Miller tried to just put tires on and off. I know you use, use your shit. Yeah. And they were going, well, that shit makes a turn. Well, I don't know. So it's very, I, I would really like to, uh, when, I, when I do some research with Dave, I'd like to have him on the show and just like, yeah, let's, let's, let's really like do, do a little talking about this, you know, uh, um, because your concern is is low tire pressure. And my concern is just like, why do we have low tire pressure? But you know, I'm not one of these guys out there right now with tire warmers going immediate. And Chad told me this. It's like, Alex, you need to go out there and just run what you run. You know, because these guys gave me these, like, low things, and we went out there. We had a whole bunch of problems. But uh, in the end, yeah, he goes, stop listening to everyone and just run what you're in. You know, because you don't have, you know, RER. So that there's a consideration for that. And, uh It'll be, yeah, it's a, it's a good debate point, and it's a very good discussion point. And like I said, you know, Chuck, you know, Dave, and uh, ERER, it would be great to have him on the show, or actually maybe have him in the show, you know, and, uh, you know, talk about this, because he has his own tuning thing now. Well, and, there's yeah. some really interesting chemistry that's coming out um, in some of the tire compositions that that is interesting, that Dunlop has fallen, like, five years behind where Michelin is at. Um but I'm now a street rider, so I'm like, I don't care that much about fast rear tires, fast front tires. I want something that lasts a bunch of years. Um, and that was kind of what our, I wanted to talk a little bit less about like race tires and a little bit more about like longevity of tires, which, you know, you weighed as somebody that rides a motorcycle a shit ton. They wear out once in a while. They do. Now, uh, that, that being said, um, we both have a bunch of tires that we've in the backyard that are really hard. So they have good longevity, and we'll sell them to you for really cheap. Yeah, the harder they are, the longer they last. Right? right? I'll give you $2 for that tire. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah those were the best. Oh, oh, don't throw that at me. <laughs> Just set up for that. Ah, that store is in the house. Uh, uh, Crappy ass tires. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. Those guys that are doing the whole dark cider thing. Have you ever heard of that? It's especially popular uh, with guys in the Goldwing community, where they actually put a car tire on their motorcycle. Yeah. And it's a very controversial decision because (laughs) the square tire doesn't lean over very well. It's not meant to be ridden on the sidewall, but. These guys do it. They're mostly interstate, you know, long-haul Goldwing guys, and they do it. They do it for the longevity. They're driving a straight line most of the time. I'm going to go with cuckoo. (laughs) I'm going to go with really, really smart because they can be totally fucked up and fall asleep, have the thing on a fucking just straight-up throttle grip, and then just sleep, and the thing would just go straight because the rear tire is flat, right? Years ago, uh, one of my buddies... Um, wanted to have a Changshen class race. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so we all had to run Changshens. <laughs> Woo! I would love that. Yep. It was a horrible bad idea. Oh, yeah. Um, I well, took just, care out on track day, and I probably got through three sessions, and I went straight back to the Dunlop guy. I'm like, oh, wait, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cheap tire man. I only buy Shinko. 
Yeah. I'm sponsored by oh. Shingo, or I would like to be if they're listening. Well, we've all had our bad. tires. That's just as bad. Oh, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Well, what do you run with? Metzler, Pirelli. Whatever. Uh, whatever I can get. Yeah, whoever gets And then Dunlop's third. And, yeah. And and then whatever after that. And That yeah. being said, Wade, I mean, do you want to uh, thank any sponsors for going out to uh, uh, Mexico? A uh, guy who went out there... Uh, Berliner, 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 Berliner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who is that? <laughs> mm, as I put my pinky in my chin. Yeah, that's the only person I needed to thank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, so uh, we're gonna be going, but uh, next time we will talk about the uh, uh, Baja International Tourist Cup. Uh, we gotta like shut up a little earlier now than normal uh, due to the next folks that come into the Why? studio nowadays we gotta clean up a little earlier Why? but anyhow uh that being said you know uh thanks wade from subculture racing thanks chuck for, uh afm back old ba- old days uh 250 rider and uh milk crate brian thanks for always bringing the tunes and uh i'm gonna do a request uh told billy joel next time ah, yeah, yeah. Bring all my billy yeah. joel albums with yeah. me. i promise uh, you milk crate brian Awesome <laughs> yeah, milk is great, actually. Yeah. Oh, by all uh, I mean all zero of them. So. When, when, whenever I have a show without milk right here, I just apologize. Literally, <laughs> it was like sorry for the music, but milk right here, and yeah, I mean it's it's a fucking fact. <laughs> well, I'm glad he was because he kind of like saved your ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyhow. Uh, thanks, guys, for Taurus, showing up for the show. Uh, it's great being here, and uh, you yeah. know, again, and uh, we'll we'll do another show next week. And uh, I told Pedro we'll talk a little bit more about the the Mexico in the future. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you, Hawk Mazada, for calling in and uh, putting up with uh, me going uh, across the street and getting some libations. You know, uh, that was nice of you to chill out. And uh, great, great, great program you're having. Uh, I, uh, you know, best of success and. Uh, I hope we should all be there at one point and just go say hi. Oh, yeah. We yeah. Should, uh, yeah. Evi can tear it up in his back. Right? Uh, yeah. So you, you might find a Racers Alley crew show up and it was like, who are those guys? Call the sheriff. But uh, we'll be there. Yeah. So thank you, Hawk, for calling in. And uh, like I said, Clay Murphy, you know, uh, right now, uh, have a great time. And uh, hopefully uh, you can get the whole. Uh, firstrides.org together and like I said the next class is going to be December 4th and uh, apply with www.firstrides.org and Clay said this class for first rides is actually going to be uh, age 12 through 17 which is really really cool they have the gear you know it's just like uh, for uh, for folks that you know don't normally have a way to go out there and go in the dirt uh, contact firstrides.org and you'd be surprised how uh, they will be able to take care of you and go out have some fun in the dirt and uh, have a whole different experience. Yar yar. Uh, thank you, Pamtastic. You know, here at Mini Radio, and uh, especially, you know, you're doing a bunch of new shows right now. And uh, yar, uh, right now, I know you're having a great time over at, uh, you know, uh, what do we call it, uh, Emperor Norton's, and uh, you're going to be doing that from. Uh, I guess what you call a second and fourth Thursday. So what I'm going to have to do is just like figure out uh, what weekend to promote the next Thursday show. But uh, thanks, Pam, for always putting us together here at the Mutiny Radio and keeping and our time slot. remember, you can always donate to our station at pcrcollective.org, or we can accept donations directly through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. 
Exactly. Uh, we have a, a boat here, and we just need some help. And uh, thanks, Milk Crate, because, I, yeah, I didn't even have any of that here on there. But uh, tomorrow, uh, Friday, yeah, R.A.R. <laughs> so uh, free comedy here at Meet Any Radio with Pam. She's been doing this for a million years over here at uh, 21st in Florida. So uh, like I like. Milk Crate just said on the Free Comedy Mutiny Radio, what we'd love you to do is to donate to YARYAR. Say it again. Go to pcrcollective.org, or you can donate directly through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Thanks, Milk Crate. YARYAR, I can never remember that computer stuff. And uh, just right now, you know, uh, always on uh, Saturday, she'll have a brunch and laughs at Atlas Cafe at Mutiny Radio. Uh, Atlas Cafe over here. At uh, 2 p.m. over here. And I think it's like a 19th and uh, mission. Anyhow, um, thanks for listening to Meet Any Radio. Uh, thanks for uh, being here with uh, Racers Alley. Thank you, Wade Boyd, Chuck, uh, Milk Crate Brian, and make the show to put together. Thank you, Hawk Abazada, for calling in. And uh, boy, we I think we had a successful successful show. <laughs> uh, good to me. Right? There you uh, go. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. Gracias, thank, amigo Alex. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here, and uh, thank you, uh, listeners. Yeah, cheers. All right. We're going to play you out, and then you'll be back to your normal mutiny radio programming night mix. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh. At 7.50. <laughs>
but uh, uh, I, I, another, a, a couple other crazy things you could do is um, uh, uh, you can go into a, a, a wall world or a major grocery chain or something uh, with a backpack full of uh, cement mechs into the bathroom. And you can just start flushing uh, powdered concrete, and it will just ruin the entire system. It'll just solidify in the entire system. Yeah, F the system. <laughs> and um, or or you can have a backpack with a, a big magnet in it, and you can walk by all the TVs and electronics, <laughs> and that'll just that'll mess with that. Up, but and. Uh, and uh, um, and, and but it's it, it it's really important to uh, really forget how I was supposed to lead up to telling you to treat to treat each other better. I I, I had a lead up to that. But, Here's a story about Minnie the Moocha. She was a low-down hoochie-coochie. She was the roughest, toughest gal. But Minnie had a heart as big as a whale. Hotty, 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 hotty!
I'd like to welcome y'all here tonight for a show that I hope will be quite out of sight and quite out of mind because that's where we'll find some important things we may have left behind. Please look around, you'll see quite clearly all the parts of life that we hold so dearly. But it's not just what you see that you get. There's a lot going on that we don't know about yet. Why don't you take, for example, the scene around me. People in a circle, it seems to remind me of a story often told, yet seldom heard. A story of someone who tried to say a word, but no one was listening, so no one could hear. The word just floated off into the air, flew up and up, landed on a cloud. There it waited, waited, never called out loud. Now that word's still waiting right there today for someone to listen, for somebody to say, let me hear that word. Though I may not believe it, but I'm gonna give it a chance to perceive it. So we never found out if the word was true. Is it true for me? Could it be true for you? If it's true for one, must it be true for all? I guess we'll find out when spirit calls. But back to the scene, which you may recognize. A group of different people all leading our lives. We're not birds of a feather, but we flock together. We all need a tarp to keep out the weather. We share working chores, cause we're mostly poor. We can't hire a maid or butler to open the doors, but we put our dough together. So when we make bread, everybody in the house gets equally fed. We call it a rainbow, for lack of better name. Anyone can join, we're all treated the same. Cause the house is equal opportunity. No matter age, sex, color, gender, sexuality. I'll say one last thing before we get out. The things we can never know about. So before you judge what's in front of you, just remember that there's more than one point of view. Now it's finally time that we're gonna get started. I'll remind you all, stay open hearted and keep an open mind. That's where we'll find some important things we may have left behind. My name is Hallie. And I'm gonna tell you a story about a butterfly collector named Chang, both, who lived far ago and long away from now. In the area where Chang lived, it was vibrant and green and full of animals and sunshine and rain. And the butterflies flourished. And it was a very in thing to give butterflies as presents. And there was something for everyone. Even the simplest, smallest butterfly could be caught and pinned to paper or pressed between a thin layer of glass. And even the poorest young man could give the gift of a butterfly to his sweetheart. But there was such variety, there was such diversity in all life, but especially the butterflies. And there were these enormous, super crazy, colorful, complicated, intricate designed butterflies that the wealthiest families would purchase. And they'd keep for generations on their walls with pride for everyone to admire. And Chang was one of the best butterfly collectors. 
not just because he was skilled, but most of all, because he loved to do it. <clears throat> when he was running through the meadows, chasing after these prancing magical creatures fluttering on the breeze, he was filled with such a joy, he couldn't believe that this was his daily work. And he would run after the butterflies. He got so much out of the chase, out of seeing them, out of watching them land on flowers and drink of the nectar. He loved what he did. And at the end of every workday, he would go home to his family. <clears throat> he would go into the shop. He'd pin his butterflies for, for the, from the day. And then he'd go have dinner with his family and lay himself down to sleep. And as rich and colorful and exciting <clears throat> as his days were, his nights were dark, empty, dreamless sleep. And from time to time, he'd be with his friends, and they would be talking about their dreams. You wouldn't believe what I dreamed last night. And Chang would always nod and wonder. He had never dreamt. He had never remembered a dream. What is it like to dream? So one day, Chang is running through a place called Happiest Meadow, the most magnificent of all places. And he's the only human, but he's surrounded by all sorts of species of all sorts of creatures. 